Hello, today is Monday, July 17th, 2023. I'm Adam Hartog. Sitting next to me, as always, is my court-appointed attorney, Thomas Frey, and this is episode 13, ooh, I have that in my notes, say spooky, ooh, of the Breaksdown podcast. And just a reminder, the Breaksdown is brought to you exclusively by 528 Collectibles as part of the 528 Radio Network. Uh, we have a fun episode for you guys today. We're going to be ta- uh, discussing some of the recent news across the sports world, the bad driving epidemic, one of the most overrated soccer players of this generation, some storylines of MLB's second half, awards, and the debut of last take, worst take. And hopefully we don't get a cease and desist for that. <laughs> but if we do, it's going right to Tom. Quick reminder to like, subscribe, and rate five stars. It helps keeps the lights on. Okay, let's go. Welcome to America, Lionel Messi. Okay, recording this just after 8.15 on Monday. In the last week, the MLB All-Star Game happened. The NL won for the first time in ever. (laughs) Cole threw a gem in one inning. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, and I was bored. It was almost. Did you watch Cole's inning? Did it was almost? It could have been real bad. Yeah. I don't. I wouldn't say it was boring. No, I, I wouldn't either. I was bored. Oh, okay. Well, I bore easily. Yeah, that's fair. There was not a lot of Yankees in it, and that's kind of what we look forward to. I would say. Well, the novelty of the All Star Game used to be that you would see players that you don't usually see. Well, yeah, because it was you'd get to see the NL guys who you never get to see, but. Or just out-of-market AL guys. Or that's, same league guys. That's like we, true. We can see Otani play on ESPN like sometimes multiple times a week. Yeah, I guess the overall access hurts it a little bit in that way just because there's no... It's not like, oh, I've never seen this guy before. Because even if you're not watching them on TV, you're getting their highlights. And all of the best plays that the exciting guys across the sport are making, you are seeing. It's, yeah. it's not a open up the newspaper and see De La Cruz stole second, third, and home. You know? Even <laughs> I'm, though he yeah, didn't I'm play, thinking like Sandlot pre-ESPN yeah. America. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, but uh, I, I, I honestly, I think if there were more Yankees in it, it would have been more exciting for you. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. Yeah. That's how I feel, at least. It's... Just being Cole, and then he's out after the first inning, is it's tough. You're not seeing any of the guys you watch every day. Well, uh, only having a pitcher there for the team you support was just not a fun well, way to enjoy it. Judge with anyone. his injury. No, I'm just saying, like yeah, any yeah, yeah. any team that happened to be in that situation. Well, at least it was a pitcher who pitched. Yeah, true. <laughs> yeah, could have been worse. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins to the Titans, two years, twenty six million, with incentives that could raise it to thirty six. Are both years guaranteed? Uh, I don't know. I wonder. I haven't looked into it that much. I'm not sure if that's even revealed yet. I just wonder if it's a one-year, like, glorified one-year that if he falls out, he could get out of it sort of thing. Yeah. Or they could get out of it. I wonder how that would work. But, because, like, why else would he go there? Yeah, because, like, why else would he go there? Uh, It's probably the second year. Yeah. That's that's all I can think of, because... I mean, Nashville's cool. Yeah, it is, but it's very cool. We we loved our time there, but yeah. it's at this stage in his career, the Titans aren't remotely close to contending. Who's even starting for them? Tannehill? I think so. Yeah, Tannehill, Levis, and, and they're going to cut Malik Willis. Is what the they're saying? I think so. I mean, Levis. Uh, sorry, Malik Willis stinks. The first I haven't paid 
much attention to their training camp because I mean it's the Titans it's training the Titans camp. training camp. But the <laughs> the one thing I did hear was that Malik Willis was like very much so outplaying Will Levis. Levis. Yeah, but uh, they're not gonna cut Levis. Of course not. So I think they might just cut Malik Willis. I wonder where he would end up. He went to Liberty. I don't don't know where that is. I have no idea where that is. That could be almost anywhere. We have a producer now. Producer Rue. Producer Rue. Can you find out where Liberty is? Liberty is in Lynchburg, Virginia. Virginia. There's no NFL team there to say a homecoming. Would not have been my guess either. I was going to go with one of the Carolinas or Delaware. You're kind of knocking on the door. You're right. Virginia. You're right. I'm right there. But Virginia just didn't feel right to me. It's not like you said Nevada. Nevada didn't feel right to me either. No, for that Nevada arguably feels worse. Eventually we will go to <laughs> one through fifty of the worst feeling spots for For Liberty. liberty. <laughs> Fair. Um, that's all the Liberty talk for probably ever, I guess, for us. I if our listeners are lucky, that's the last we ever mentioned Liberty. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the Jets have been selected for hard knocks. That's going to be pretty entertaining. Yeah, I saw some Jets fans complaining about it. I don't think any of them want it. But why? It's cool, but it like definitely totally disrupts like the like the the preparation for the season. And with like a new quarterback, I understand why they don't want the cameras everywhere. It's, you're gonna. It's the New York media anyway. You're gonna get. Yeah. It's they're gonna be up all up in their shit anyway. You like, know what's interesting though? So one of the rules to that makes you ineligible for hard knocks is if you're a playoff team. If mm-hmm. you were a playoff team the year before, yeah. Obviously they weren't, mm-hmm. but they're still they still have hopes of a Super Bowl contender. So generally teams like that are ineligible because they were in the postseason last year. So you're almost getting a playoff team that is now eligible and chosen for hard knocks, which is kind of cool. And the last time the Jets were on it, they made the AFC Championship. Yeah, it's it's unique in that regard. But it's also, if I were a Jets fan, which I'm happily not, even if they succeed this year, I'm happily not a Jets fan, <laughs> I would be happy to have hard knocks because it's more inside access for me. That's all I want as a fan is just to know as much as humanly possible, to consume as much information about my team as my brain can possibly comprehend before malfunctioning. Hard Knocks just is a an outlet for that. So if I were a Jets fan, I'd be happy. And like also, not only is it the New York media, and they're going to be all up in there anyway, it's Aaron Rodgers, who's a media spectacle on his own. Yeah. The, the, like, it wasn't going to be a quiet offseason, so... What does this change? There's a couple more cameras, and it turns into a cool TV show that you get to enjoy. Grow up. Am I wrong? No, I, 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 I understand what you're saying. My jet source did tell me the team does not did not want to be chosen. No team ever wants to be chosen. That's more what it is. Like, yeah, that's- I think Jets fans are just in the the spot where it's like, all we want to do is make the playoffs. Like, we don't want anything that could potentially get in the way of it because they've had enough of it if hard knocks gets in the way of the jets making the playoffs they have bigger problems i agree i'm sure like the coaches feel like it's disruptive i'm sure it's disruptive but again it's it's just grow up all right then make make the playoffs the year before if you don't want it so bad fair like it's (laughs) hard hard knocks exists you know it exists you know what you have to do to be selected and to not be selected you could always just fire the coach. 
hire a new one. Makes you, first year coach can't be on it. There you go. They could have done that. No, they weren't going to do that. No, they well, weren't. Why would have, they? Yeah. Why would they? <laughs> the point is, they got it. It's fine. All right. No, it, it doesn't, like... This, I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to be... I'm not going to really care. I'll probably enjoy it more because it's a New York team. But, like, if this could have been... I would rather this be the Giants. I would be happy if it was the Giants coming off their playoff win. There's no way that having a few extra cameras around is so disruptive to such an extent that it is a hindrance on your season. Well, now they're doing it, uh, like, mid-season. The Amazon all-in ones are really good. And is that disruptive? Is that affecting people's playoff chances, you think? I I think it ha- it's been not great teams in the NFL, but one of the first ones Amazon did was Man City during a title season. I hate Man City, but it's really good. You should watch it. I've heard nothing but good things. Yeah. That's all I'm saying is... It's grow up. <laughs> it's not. It's not that big a deal. It's really not. Uh, okay, fair. That's all I'm saying. It's not that big a deal. <laughs> uh, let's see. We have Christian Pulisic to AC Milan official. Uh, possibly, possibly Flo Balgan in the future and and Musa. And Musa yeah, yeah, broke today. That's exciting. That's what Leeds esque, but I think it'll go better because it's not the Premier League and. It's like, also, I would argue, better players. players. It's definitely better players. Yeah, it's better players. And I, also, Leeds was a dumpster fire. And, yeah. all, and all their fans hate Americans now. Yeah, I'm sure. And Twitter is, is a horrible place. <laughs> like, every... They're also so mean to Wes. Yeah, they hate They keep Wes. calling him fat. It's not nice. He's not fat. He's not. He's, he's when he sto- plays, he's stocky. Yeah, he's just big bone. You yeah. watch him play, he's a box to box midfielder. He can't be fat. Yeah. It's upsetting. They're so mean to him. It'd be like calling Pogba fat kind of. I mean, he's a little chunky. He's a little chunky. Yeah, a little chunky. <laughs> he's a lot chunky. I don't know who I don't know who the comp is, but uh, maybe like Fred? Fred's okay. Yeah. I was going to say like R9, but he got real fat. Yeah. So yeah. and his like he's now he's fat Ronaldo because Cristiano <laughs> came and took it. So not the best comp either. But I don't think Wes is fat. He's just got a bigger face and big he's big boned. Either way, they're mean to him. Enjoy the championship leads. <laughs> um Pulisic is I there's no reason for me to think he won't flourish at, at AC Milan. All the reports are saying that there's big plans for him there, which is all we've wanted. It's yeah. just a coach who values him and knows how to use him and deploy him because he's a weapon and he's shown it. He showed it on the biggest stage in the world at the world cup. So, and champions league. So it's as long as he can stay healthy, I can't imagine this is anything but a good thing for him. And yeah, it's a, it's a way less physical league that too. So hopefully I'm not chopping at his ankles every play. Yeah. Like CONCACAF too. And hopefully they won't, bring him in solely to push him as captain america that too and they've uh also there's some built-in comfortability with his former chelsea teammates and no dest isn't there nobody was no i'm i'm talking just uh drew and loftus cheek and there's one more right one more former uh tamori yeah tamori and i i think that was something he was excited for so I'm, i'm sure he's heard a lot about life at ac milan from dest is what i meant Oh, yeah. Well, I don't know if those would be so good, though. 
They didn't exactly. Well, yeah, true. Yeah. Like Milan, I guess. Yeah, the city. Yeah, the lifestyle, things like that. Yeah. I didn't have this written down, but since we brought up Ronaldo, he said today that he's definitely done with European football. Doesn't rule out American football or if soccer. We, if we get uh, a, my, a Messi-Ronaldo link-up in the MLS, that would infuriate soccer fans worldwide. Yeah, but it's, it would never happen. Like as in on the same team, or yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Inter I Miami. just don't think I the way the MLS is structured. I, I they'd Not have possible. to change. They'd have to change all of the rules. I, whatever Inter Miami's doing right now, dude, they just gave Messi a share of TV rights. I think they're willing to change some all of, of the rules. all of the things they're doing are are not allowed. People are just like very quietly letting it happen. But then they they brought in Busquets. They're gonna bring Jordi Alba and Iniesta, and there's more talks with all these guys. There's ju- it's just not allowed under the MLS <laughs> rules. You're allowed like one designated player, and like that's it. I don't know. I don't. The league is just like we'll figure it out. Yeah. I, I mean, I, honestly, these they should have to. they should change these rules anyway. I agree. I, I don't even know why is it for league parity, so like the big market clubs don't get all the good players, but also. I think so. That's every league in the world. That's, I mean, just we're more than soccer. Yeah, anyway. so, so just <laughs> stop it. It's not like Bill Bow is pulling in a Cristiano Ronaldo. It's just, MLS is so dumb. They're so dumb with these rules. They don't make any sense. And I'm not even saying, like, you need relegation because it's never going to happen in the MLS, I don't think. No, not in the in lower any, tier leagues. Any U.S. sport, it, I don't think so. In the lower tier, like the USL and the NASL, they're voting on it to have uh, relegation and promotion. I don't know how the ownership structure works, but I would be surprised if it, it passes a vote. I mean, why would anyone vote themselves in a position where they could lose out on TV rights? I think it's... The concern is they're just going to be cannibalized by the MLS, so they have to do something because with all the youth development teams that MLS is putting out there, it's they're I think it's like MLS Next. Like, why would someone go to the USL instead of MLS Next, where there's a pipeline to an MLS team? Fair. That that's where a lot of the development is happening now. It's it used to be you get the guys from the USL or the NASL, and that's so I think them doing this would be a way to add some sort of intrigue. Maybe they could apply to be, like, uh, a league, like a top league, basically. Like, instead of being a development league for the MLS, a competitor to the MLS. Gotcha. I think it's just a way of surviving. So it's like, eventually we're going to go bust if we don't do anything. Yeah. Let's roll the dice. Yeah. I I don't know if it'll get passed, but I think that's what the logic behind it is. At least that's, that's interesting. That's what I've been hearing from my sources. Tipped off about? Yeah. From inside the MLS. Inside the NASL. (laughs) Declan Rice to Arsenal as the second most expensive signing in Premier League history. My dislike of Arsenal is pretty well documented at this point. And I used to really like Declan Rice. And I don't anymore. It's a lot of money. You know the first, the most expensive player in Premier League history is? I do. I just saw this today. It's not Pogba. No. But he's up there. He's, I want to say, fourth. Okay, who is it? Enzo Fernandez. Yeah, I knew it. And also, that's a lot of money to spend for him, too. I saw people complaining that Mbappe wasn't worth the money that PSG is asking for him. That's not true. Someone should just 
when why isn't Man City just giving them everything? He only wants to go to Real Madrid. Is that true? Oh, yeah. I knew that. I knew he wanted to play there. Okay. Messi officially announced <laughs> by Inter Miami. I know we've talked about that, yeah. but the official announcement was last night at a packed stadium. It was very cool. Yeah, and you they, saw Burhalter welcomed them. Yeah. Nuts. Just like Jesus Christ. Uh Harry Kane up for sale. Bayern and PSG bidding on him. He has one year left on his contract at Tottenham. Tottenham. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna do. I'm not gonna <laughs> do that. Uh, I him going to Bayern would be cool. It would be cool. Him going to PSG would be very boring. Yes, yeah, that's not fun. And there's also like, some weird web because Juventus has a bid for Lukaku right now, but it's conditional conditioned on them selling. Uh, Dusan Vlahovic, I don't know how to pronounce his last name, who's a striker from Serbia that PSG might buy. I think you said it. Vlahovic, Vlahovic. I think Something you're pretty like close. That. I heard a podcast host say it today, and it wasn't how I said it, and I don't remember okay. how he said. And I'm inclined to take feel... his side, but he could be he could be wrong. I could be right. Well, so. why wow, he has a podcast? We have a podcast. What, what <laughs> That's makes, fair. What, why Credentials. We, yeah. Why do we think he okay. knows better? Okay, you're you're right. I play um, FIFA. How about that? And they say Vlahovic. So. Oh, do they? All right, then yeah. I'm 100% in. Okay, cool. Mexico won the Gold Cup. Uh, Wimbledon. <laughs> <laughs> Carlos Alcaraz defeated Novak Djokovic in the men's final to win the championship. He's 20 years old and has already won the U.S. Open and now Wimbledon. I don't know if you watched any of the, the match. He had a sick uh, like backhand, one-handed backhand shot to win a point. Uh, I'm not a huge tennis guy, <laughs> but it was it was very entertaining. I usually watch the final. I think uh, I didn't watch, but I I do follow tennis. It kind of sucks for Djokovic. Yeah. He had to come up against two of the greatest tennis players of all time, like arguably the two greatest tennis players of all time, and then him, who's right there. And now they retire. They're gone. I don't know if Nadal's officially retired, I don't but think he's, he's on. Retired. But he's his um, injury. His knees always barking, and then he only plays on in clay that's tournaments. Good. Barking. Yeah, and then he only plays in on on clay now because that's where he's the best at. Roland Garros. Yeah, and finally, like they're out of the picture essentially, and then this kid comes out of nowhere and takes the game by storm. It's pretty crazy. He's had some missteps in the media, Djokovic, and some people love him, some people hate him. I know he had some... I think he's cool. I always liked Djokovic. I always liked him. He, he uh, I think he had, I don't know, what, some COVID stuff that yeah. pissed people off. I don't even remember what side he fell on, but either way, he pissed people off that way. I always liked him because I used to not like Nadal a lot, and he would... He was, the like, the one guy that would beat him consistently. I liked him because my oldest brother, Mike, loves Federer. Chris, my other brother, loves Nadal, so... You had a guy? I had a guy, nice. so I had Joker. I've had enough of tennis. Moving on. Okay, moving on. More tennis. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Uh, golf news. R- Rory McIlroy won the Scottish Open, so in preparation for this episode, I was trying to see when the last time a Scotsman won the Scottish Open, and I discovered he's not Scottish, he's Irish. I knew but that. The guy that he beat and finished in second was a Scotsman. Wow. We've got the the Open the Open Championship coming up. Right? Yeah. Uh, begins play on Thursday, July 20th, so the day this episode's published. Um, you can also enjoy the Open Championship. The odds, Rory is the favorite at 525. 
plus 525, obviously. Scotty Scheffler, plus 750. John Rahm, plus 1200. Ricky Fowler, also plus 1200. Tied at plus 1500. Tommy Fleetwood, Victor Hovland, and Cam Smith. And my guy Harold Varner is at plus 25,000. That's your guy? Yes. Why? He's sick. Okay. Do you have anything else in housekeeping? No, that's it for me. I didn't have anything in housekeeping, honestly. But cool. Yeah. Uh, so I can kick off with my one big thing. Sure. Okay, my one big thing is uh, Romelu Lukaku sucks. He is Belgium's all-time leading goal scorer. He is the most expensive player of all time based on cumulative transfer fees. He came up through the Anderlecht Academy in Belgium and made his debut with the first team in 2009. He was scooped up by Chelsea in 2011 as one of the highest-rated young players in the world. Played 10 league matches for Chelsea and didn't score a single Premier League goal for them. He was loaned to West Brom and Everton, made a permanent move to Everton in 2014 for 35 million euro, bought by Manchester United in 2017 for 85 million euro, moved to Inter Milan in 2019 for 65 million euro, and brought back to Chelsea as the club's record signing in August 2021 for 115 million euro. He clashed with Tuchel right off the bat because he wasn't deployed like he was by Antonio Conte at Inter Milan. He was pouty. He had a now infamous mid-season interview where he basically said, I shouldn't have left Inter Milan. I would like to go back at some point. And then forced his uh, forced his way out last summer, was loaned to Inter Milan for the 2022-2023 season. He had a terrible showing at the 2022 World Cup. Single-handedly prevented Belgium from uh, moving on to the knockout stages. He was used as a sub in the 2023 Champions League final, which he choked away at the end as well he tried to move to inter on a permanent move this summer but inter pulled out two days ago after learning about lukaku's talks with juventus he now seemingly the only moves he has left are juventus or saudi arabia that offer is still on the table he is 30 years old and has burned bridges everywhere he has been and i saw a very funny tweet today that said uh, Romelu Lukaku speaks seven languages fluently and the only thing that comes out of his mouth is bullshit. Wow. Yeah. I don't feel as strongly about him in any way as you do. I hate him because I, I'm I a know. Chelsea fan. Oh, and I know. It has to be on record. I need to own that now because it's pretty obvious I dislike the guy. His uh, 75 goals and 108 appearances for Belgium is pretty amazing. It's pretty good, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty good. I know I know you don't like him. I didn't know. That's pretty incredible, though. you got to admit. That's to be fair, though. 75 and 108. How many could you score if you were playing with Kevin De Bruyne and Eden Hazard and guys like that? How many could I score right now? In 100 games, I think you could bag at least 18. <laughs> right now? Do I get right the, now. Do you I get, get the trade? Stretch. You get the stretch. I don't know, man. I haven't played in a long time. <laughs> playing with prime De Bruyne. Uh, yeah, it would help. For, either way, the rate is pretty impressive. Yeah, I agree. He's done you guys pretty dirty, and he's like barely, He's almost never had a successful big move, except for Inter, which he left <laughs> after two years to come back to Chelsea, which was touted as this big welcome home because there was a video of him when he was like 12 years old on a field trip to Stamford Bridge, being like, 
if I ever cry in my life, it's going to be the day I play for Chelsea. And now there's a, a viral, like, collage of him. Every club he's been at just kissing the badge after he scores a goal. So he's, like, touting this loyalty nonsense. And then he just leaves for the bag or because he's not playing or deployed. Apparently the reason he talked to Juventus this offseason is because he didn't like that he came on as a sub for Inter Milan in the Champions League final, and then he missed a wide-open header from right in front of the goal and then blocked another teammate's wide-open goal. It's a bad look, and now he's kind of, like, hosed his whole career. Yeah, he's 30. This guy was supposed to be, like, the guy for, like, a generation. Like, the best striker. He was he was kind of supposed to be, like, Lewandowski. Like, that level of eliteness and consistency. And he's really never lived up to that. But, I mean, he's the most expensive player of all time. People keep buying in. I, dude, I got nothing for you. I, <laughs> I, I mean, hope Chelsea can get rid of him, honestly. I, I, I just, it's it's ugly all around. I, I got nothing for you. I, and Chelsea has the worst record of st- striker signings. Like in the history of the world. All their biggest signings that are strikers were flops, pretty much. The rate of attackers that they were signing and flopping was unreal. Yeah. Like, Timo Werner was in and out of there in five minutes. I, I swear, <laughs> I, I saw him, and then all of a sudden he was gone again. Back with Salzburg. Yeah. I really like him in FIFA, too, so that was a bummer. Super nice dude. Like, Oh, is he? Didn't, so, is it? There like, you go. Was always like, all right, I'm just going to do whatever I can to help the, help the team. Uh, There's never, a right way to complain. go about things. That's yeah. the thing. I bet if Lukaku had not gone, gone about all of this in the complete wrong way, it wouldn't have pissed you he off He lost so everything when he just did that stupid interview with Sky Sports Italia. Not to hate on the guy because he's our boy, but, like, Pulisic probably shouldn't have written that book and no, released it. I was just it. thinking that, yeah. You know? Book bad luck. We love him. I haven't read the book. Have you read the book? No. It's pretty surprising that neither of us have. I don't know. I don't have any interest in reading it for some reason. Honestly, me neither. It's probably... It's, it's weird that it, it, he released the book. It feels like self-reverential a little bit. I don't want to say he hasn't done enough to do that. I think I think he has not <laughs> but done But maybe... Do I that. don't know. It, it just... It, Zlatan wrote a book. Zlatan can write a book. He, it's just even for longevity reasons, Zlatan can write a book. Yeah. It's like Pulisic's 24. I agree. It's, what? it's a very strange move that it, he did that. Yeah. Like, people who? don't do that. No. And, like, wh- who did he do it for? I doubt Like, he didn't need the money. It's just a weird... It was a weird thing to do. Very weird. That's, that's all I got about that one. It's just <laughs> super weird. I wish he hadn't done that. <laughs> I'll try to forget that it happened, but like in 15 years, yeah, write five, yes. and I and I'll be thrilled to read them. Yeah, but you're, like you're, he's not even the age we're at now. Like you want me to write a book about like granted I haven't done half the things he's done, but it's <laughs> but it's not gonna be a good book. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it's the only quotes I've seen have been like about how he like why his time at Chelsea didn't go great. Yeah, with, like, Tuchel telling me him he'd play and then not playing him and all that stuff. Yeah, but, like, all right, how how many pages is that? How many pages is this book? No idea. Yeah, I don't know. It's not good. You know who could write a book and I would read it? Gio Reyna. Yeah, that would be a tell-all. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> but this is, not I don't know, really weird. Just very strange. Well, I'm moving on. Is it my one big th- Unless you have more. Uh, that's basically it. Basically? Lukaku, you're not welcome back at Chelsea. But you are welcome on the podcast. My one big thing this week is just... There's two specific instances I'd like to talk about, but my one big thing is bad driving in general. The first, and I told you this the second it happened, I'm a a creature of habit. 
I need things a certain way. I do things my way. I have a routine. I work out the routine. And whatever I'm comfortable doing is how it usually goes for me. I just like it that way. Right? It's Fair? An, I think it's an ADD thing because I'm the same way. I, I think it is too. I function with a routine. I think it is too. And I get to work and I park in the same spot every single day. Sometimes my boss beats me in. He parks in that spot. I park in the one over. I show up to work the other day. It's not just that both my spots were gone. That's not the problem. It's that one person was parked directly in the middle of both of them. <laughs> that one person took both of my spots. Not your boss? Not my boss. This one, this per, I bet the, per, the person did not work in my building either. He's probably there to like walk his dog at the park across the street. <laughs> and he took both spots. How... In an office park, in an like an all office building surrounding this this parking lot, you come in, take two full spots. What, what kind of sicko comes in and takes two spots like that? If I ever got out of my car and saw that, I'd immediately get back in and fix it. Yeah, I'd be ashamed. You have deeply ashamed. You have to be scum of the earth. To take, and there's no way you didn't know. And there's no way, it's the two end spots. So there's no way someone else, it's not like, oh, this guy fucked up his park. I'm going to park here to eat because that guy messed it up. It's impossible. They're the two farthest spots. It's literally impossible for that to have happened. And there's no way that whatever he was doing... He was in like big enough of a rush to justify. No, that. I'm, I, I don't work in a hospital. <laughs> there's no, there's no justification for parking like that unless you are just a complete garbage person. <laughs> That's that. Like honestly, how else can you? How else can you rationalize doing something like that? You see, can I'm, you? You see, I'm petty enough that I could have left a note. I, I oh, almost dude, did. Way beyond no. You like. Do a quick make sure that that's actually not somebody's you work with, and then immediately, hi, we need a car towed. Ooh, yeah, see, I don't have that in me. I don't have that dog in me like that. If you need somebody that has that, I'll get a stranger's car towed. I'll lose sleep over call, it. Call me. I, I lost, I would lose sleep over it. I just don't have that in me. But I did, I, t I was riled up enough about it that I texted our whole group chat immediately. It's... <sighs> It was almost intentional. That's how in between both spots they were. It's totally unacceptable. It's it's disgusting. Is it is you have to tow worthy though? It might be tow worthy, but I just can't be the one to do it. <laughs> I, I I can't do it. It's like it's like telling on someone in school. I just could, I couldn't be the guy to do it. That's if someone else did it, I'd be happy, but I couldn't be involved in it happening. That would then it, I'd be stooping to his level. Leaving a note, a mean note, I could have done that. I didn't have paper on me, and I wasn't about to walk in the office and walk back out. And then what if it was? Then I gotta have a conversation with the guy, and then if it's you bump into yeah. Him. Then it's I mean I'd be fine doing it and telling him that he's a garbage person to his face because <laughs> it's just there's no defense to it. There's no defense for why you would ever have to do that. A little over the line, fine. Things happen. Accidents happen. You don't realize the spot's smaller than you thought. Your car's really big. You gotta drive a pickup truck, which he didn't. This was just disrespectful. Second, I'm not as passionate about this, but this has happened far too many times. It's turning lanes. Two turning lanes next to each other, right? Usually it's the either, depending on the, the middle lane is usually half 
you can go straight or you can go right. Let's say the right lane is, you can go right. Right? Both lanes are allowed to turn right. You're supposed to turn into your lane. You are not supposed to turn wide enough to ram me into oncoming traffic. <laughs> I don't understand. I have had to lay on my horn like 500 times recently. This happens at least a few times a month. I do these kinds of turns all the time. I drive all I drive all over the world. I drive to New Jersey. I drive to work every day. I drive here. I'm, I drive all the time. And people are constantly trying to ram me off the road like this because they have no idea what lane to turn into. It blows my mind. It's There's dashed lines. It tells you where to turn. How are people so bad at driving? I don't understand. Okay, really out there theory. Do you think... It's because we have now entered a world of drivers, younger drivers that grew up playing GTA 5 and that we learned better driving skills from games like Vice City, San Andreas, GTA 4. No, I will not entertain that theory because a lot of the time it could be people older than us. It's adults. I don't, I don't... Okay, well then that's well, not that we're not adults, but it's real adults. <laughs> you know what I mean, parents. <laughs> we're not that. I just, it's just these things happen all the time. I, I almost, I straight up, I almost killed an old man because he just full speed across oncoming traffic. I was going like 40. He had a stop sign, didn't look at all. I had to, you straight up heard the skirt of my tires. I'm hammering the horn so loud, I almost hurt my wrist doing it. Slam on the brakes. The guy didn't even look. Oh, man. Probably that no was the worst. Was going no, on. no idea. He, it was... Did you spill anything? Oh, all I had, I had my briefcase. I had everything on my front seat. My water bottle, my, lunch, my little lunchbox. Poured all over the floor. <laughs> yeah. And then I just, then I have my heart's racing the whole ride home. I'm all pissed off. Pissed, my whole, yeah. I'm excited to get home. This guy ruins my whole mood. <laughs> I just, I can't, I can't deal with these people anymore. It just be better at, it's not, it's not that hard. It's really, it's no, not it's, that hard to drive. People are really, it's, it's like an intelligence thing or like a, like focus thing. People are dumb. Very, very dumb. It's, I just can't deal with it anymore. I'm not going to do anything about it, but it's just... It well, makes nothing to I know, do. I just, I'm so... It's just vent, start a podcast to vent. Yeah, I hope, I just hope any of you listeners aren't these kind of drivers. And if you are, I always look at the wrong camera. Do better. Thank you. <laughs> okay, you want to talk about the MLB? Yeah, let's get into the meat. The meat, today's meat. Um, Alright, so we have... Just picked out some storylines to discuss that are going to be prominent for the second half of the Major League Baseball season. Some of the stats are uh, maybe like a, a couple days outdated because I know I pulled some of mine just from going into the All-Star break. Uh, but it's essentially just things that will be talking points for the next couple of months as we head towards October. The first one I have is Shohei Otani's War currently has a wins above replacement of 6.5 that's four as a hitter and 2.5 as a pitcher he's on pace for a war of 11.6 uh, 
Nobody has had a war of 11 plus since Barry Bonds in 2002. And before that, Pedro was the last pitcher to reach that milestone in 2000. It's also on the table that he could reach 12 wins above replacement. And only three players have ever done this. Dwight Gooden and Steve Carlton, who are both pitchers, and Carl Yastrzemski for the Red Sox. you have anything on Otani? Dwight Gooden had a 12 war his second year in the majors? Yeah, he won the Cy Young that year. Oh my god, his ERA plus was 229? Doc and Daryl, one of the best 30 for 30s. I, I, I knew he was, like, unbelievable. I, I didn't know this year existed. Dude, he had... A, this is 85, right? Is 85, 35 starts. He had a 1.53 ERA. That's nuts. That is unbelievable. 24 and four. But uh, yeah, Otani. Sorry, didn't mean to go off on the tangent. Otani is. I'll walk back something that I said a long time ago. It was that a lot of Otani, when he's just a hitter is a glorified dh because that's true because he doesn't play the outfield anymore right he's basically stanton but better but who also pitches fair <laughs> yeah but even still he's hitting over 300 he has 34 home runs as as of the time of recording whatever his ops plus is 180 which means he's effectively 80 percent better than a league average hitter even still Judge's OPS plus last year was 212. 32% better than Otani. And even this year, Judge is 193. So this isn't that Judge is more valuable or whatever than Otani. I don't want to do that again. But just for perspective, anyone who says Otani is a better hitter than Judge is either a Yankee hater. A moron, just trying to think of a nice <laughs> word, a moron or a liar, and they just say things to say them, or a troll. There's no argument that he's a better hitter than Judge. And stats say it's not even really close. He's a great hitter, and he's a great pitcher. Not a better hitter than Judge. But if he gets his, tw it's one of the best, he's having one of the best seasons in MLB history. He's already run away with the MVP. I don't even know who's going to come in second. It doesn't even really matter. He could probably win it unanimously unless he's traded to the NL, and then it gets interesting. Otani's really good. I think the Angels should trade him. Unless he has given some indication that he's willing to resign, you have to trade him. The Angels are failing and failing fast. Trout's hurt. Team's falling apart. They're not winning at all. Even with Otani doing these ungodly things, if you let him leave for nothing... The Angels are idiots. You're not making the playoffs. What are you keeping them for? Ticket sales? Who cares? Go get some prospect. Go get anything. Ticket sales? I mean... For half a season? Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I, I don't really know the... I, I agree with you. I'm just... I don't know the economics about uh, with it because he's such an international superstar right outside of, like, a global destination for y tourists. Yeah, but it's for two months. You think they're going to make enough money in two months to justify letting the guy who's going to be the highest paid player in baseball walk for nothing? Probably not. There's no way. And I'm not saying the Yankees should trade for him because team's a dumpster fire anyway. I don't know what I don't know what the hell they should do. And also, where's he going to play? You going to play Stanton in the outfield? Judge can't even barely even walk right now with his bum toe. So 
trading for Otani's does nothing for us. I don't know. I don't know what team trading for him wins. Maybe the Rays. I heard that's a possibility. That would suck. That would suck really that would bad. Suck. That would suck so bad. But I heard it's a possibility. It's a, re- it's an it's a rental. rental though. Yeah, it's a rental. But that would still suck so bad. I'd hate that. I'd hate that more than anything. But they should still trade him. I. It's even if you, even if maybe he's given no indication either way, then you trade him. But. It's like the Islanders, kind of. They didn't trade Tavares because he, they thought they could keep him, and then he left for nothing. And then you got egg on your face, and you're the idiot. Yeah. So, would you rather be the idiot, or would you rather not be the idiot? Those are the two options. Tell me which one you would prefer. I would rather not be the idiot. So then. But. That's all it is. But you're only the idiot if you. There's no way they're keeping him. There's no way they're keeping him. If there's no way they're keeping him, then yeah, trade him. They're on the highway to nowhere. And if you lose him for nothing, then you're the idiot. Not you. Yeah. (laughs) The second talking point, Ronald Acuna uh, on track to maybe enter the 40-70 club. He entered the All-Star break with 21 homers and 41 stolen bases. Puts him on pace for 38 and 75. Nobody has ever had 30 and 70, let alone 40 and 70. I know the most home runs that Ricky Henderson ever had was 28. Mm-hmm. So the, it's the 30 home run club that obviously, slash 40 home run club, that's the cutoff point. Yeah, Ricky Henderson had 28 homers and 87 steals. I think he'll win NL MVP. There's others in contention, favorite. but I, I think he'll win it. Unless, I mean, I don't want to even put it out there, but like barring injuries, of course. Uh, and the Braves are really awesome. I mean, while we're here, we could probably just get into our Braves discussion if you want to just top that off. Yeah. Uh, so right now the Braves are on pace to break the single-season home run record for a team. They entered the All-Star break with 169 home runs in 98 games. That projects to 308 in 162 games, a full season. The current record is current, is held by the 2019 uh, Minnesota Twinkies. Uh, that was They had 100, uh, 307 that year. The second second place all-time is the Yankees from that same season, and I, I, from what I remember, they swept the Twins in like one of the easiest series ever played out that postseason. Um, yeah, I think it was... Uh, not, not competitive for a second. I mean, not to be that guy, but when we face the Twins in the playoffs, it's very rarely competitive it's never all. never competitive yeah i was being nice but yeah back to the braves it's uh they're pretty easily i think the best team in baseball at least just overall talent wise even their bench guys have an ops plus over 100 the yankees have i think one maybe they have two guys not counting judge who are who have that and they've got 12 i think the braves their worst player is one of our best players it's pretty crazy how stacked they are organizationally they're as sound as they come i mean even the freddie freeman trade or like losing him and then trading for matt olsen like that was an amazing pivot doesn't get much better than that they sign international free agents really well they develop those free agents they bring them up to the major leagues they perform then they extend them and they extend them on the cheap. Acuna's getting $17 million a year until 2026. That's nuts. Otani is, I know it's different, but he's going to get $60 million. Acuna's making 17 I think they're going to be really good for a long time. Their pitching is good. Their hitting is good. Their organizational philosophy is good. It sucks to be a Mets fan in that division. Chop on. Yeah. 
Luis Arias, Pursuit of 400 is another major storyline. Nobody has hit 400 since uh, 1941. That's 82 years ago. He's hitting 383 coming out of the All-Star break. It's going to be an uphill battle to get there. But if he does, that would be one of the major accomplishments in sports in the last 75-plus years. Uh, it would be, I mean, the last one who did it was Ted Williams. Yeah. So that's pretty hallowed ground there. But Rarified air. Yeah, I don't I don't think he's, we both went opposite you went air, I went ground. I don't think he's going to do it. He plays pretty, he's not going to, the Marlins are in a playoff run, he's going to keep playing. He would need to hit 424 the rest of the way to hit over 400. I mean, he's still, like, close enough. It's it's going to be a talking point, but I don't think he's going to do it. Me neither. But we'll have to see if he can join that air in that ground. Yeah, the air in the ground. Get it? I do get it. See? Oh, I didn't get it. <laughs> There's a triple entendre. Call me Sean Carter. I won't. Okay. I'm glad you won't, actually. The Reds, Diamondbacks, and the Orioles don't suck. They're all, in fact, good. Uh, but they brought up Christian and Carnacion Strand. Any relation to? I don't think any relation to Edwin, no. But he is the longest, longest name in MLB history. And Carnacion Strand. Last name? I think all in all name. Wow, okay. I'm not sure, but they he's going just Encarnacion on his jersey. But That's going to confuse a lot of people. It is, but if you saw... No one more so than Noreen. Dude, this is what it would look like if not. Oh, my God. Ellie De La Cruz is awesome. Matt McLean is also awesome. Fun fact, we've frequently been referred to as the Reds of podcasts, with me being Ellie De La Cruz and you being Matt McLean. I've heard <laughs> can that can multiple you explain times. This more? Young and up-and-coming podcasters. Okay. Me being taller... Okay. And faster. Okay. You being arguably better, but just a little bit less hyped. Okay. <laughs> that's you, Matt McLean. <laughs> so that's that's the then that's this isn't me. This is coming from all our listeners. That's what they've been telling me. Okay, I believe you. I okay. I must have missed this. I must have not called the streets that day. Yeah, you were missing out. So that's that's the comp we've been getting a lot of time. Awesome. All right, then we got the. We have to watch some more Reds games. Yeah, I think so. He's really Matt McLean's actually really good though. He's their shortstop. Yeah, onto the D-backs. Corbin Carroll is gonna win Rookie of the Year, and he's also an MVP candidate. Uh, Zach Allen might win Cy Young. Cattell Marte is a 132 OPS plus bounce back year. Is that how to pronounce his name? I always thought it was Kettle. Yeah, it could be. I would assume it's Kettle's like the Americanized white guy way of saying it whereas it's probably Cattell or it's probably the proper way of saying it uh Christian Walker also very good 18 homers and on top of all that they have three of the top 21 prospects in baseball still they got Drew Jones and Jordan Lawler Jordan Lawler's the fifth ranked prospect in baseball so future is bright for the D-backs and then the Orioles they've already called up four of the top I would say 15 prospects of the last few years in Adley Rushman, Gunnar Henderson, Grayson Rodriguez, and now Colton Kowser, who they just called up. They were all, at one point in time, top 15. I think a few of them were number one prospects. And they still have the top prospect in baseball with Jackson Holiday. The Orioles are going to be horrible to face for the foreseeable future. They're good, and they're only getting better. And they'll be around for a while. And they're going to be around for a while. And baseball, dude, you don't got to pay your guys ever 
Yeah. Like, they're arbitration eligible for, like, 15 years. I don't know. I don't even... I don't understand how it works. Judge signed his biggest deal at 30. Judge came up late, though. True. He he went to college and all that, but, yeah. I think, like, I think like Glaber's still arbitration eligible. It feels like he's been around forever. forever. Yeah, so... Um, the Yankees, Mets, and Dodgers, and Astros suck. They do... Different levels of sucking. The Mets yeah. and Yankees are... The Mets, suck, no, suck. the Mets, the Mets really suck. redefine suck. Mets really suck for, and especially given how much they're paid, they they can hit and they can't pitch. The Yankees at least can pitch, but they can't hit. And then when they do hit, they can't pitch. But they do some of the things some of the times. The Mets do none of the things all of the time. No bang for their buck unless they're pitching. For the Mets, not even dude. No, I meant like the other team. Oh, yeah. Bang. Yeah, nice. Right over my head. Um, Astros have been really banged up all year, but they're still pretty good. I think if they could get healthy and get right. I don't know if they're, like, contenders, but, I mean, I'm not going to count them out. They're the Astros, but out, they've been missing Altuve a lot. Uh, Jordan's been out for a while. A lot. I think they've, they've had, like, two or three starters go down, and so I don't know. I, they're, they're underachieving still either way, but they're not as down bad as the Yankees and Mets. I mean, the Yanks are down one guy. Their yeah. whole it happens to be their whole team, <laughs> but it's one guy, and Greg Allen. And the Dodgers have had every single starting pitcher of theirs go on the IL, every single one. Not right now, but at different points of the year, which is just pretty insane. I think right now they've got two, three. They've got um, Syndergaard's on the IL. Dustin May's out for the year. Might be four. I think Urias might be out still, and Kershaw just went down. So, yeah. I feel bad saying they suck when it's injuries decimating their rotation. But it's definitely more... It's not as star-studded of a lineup as it's been in the past, but Mookie and Freddie are... Two of the best players just, in the game. Yeah, they're just so good, both of them. I, No offense to Rizzo. No offense to Rizzo, because he's been fucking god-awful lately. But, man, I wish we would have gotten Freddie. Yeah, me too. We weren't even in on it. It's just... Well, nobody thought he was going to leave Atlanta. That's their job is to think he's going to leave Atlanta. Yeah, fair. That's not an excuse for them. <laughs> we didn't think he was going to leave Atlanta, but that's Cashman's job. He, It's just... I just can't. I just can't with them anymore. I, and I, and the, worst, the worst part of it all is that I still can't give up on them. That's, that's what... Her, it, it's... I just can't... I can't count them out. We're getting towards the territory where they're count- they've officially counted themselves out. I, I can't I can't do it. I cannot do it. They can do it themselves. I can't do it. They're still in they're, they still control their destiny as every manager has ever said. <laughs> it's I just can't do it. Until the trade deadline passes, I can't do it. All right, so or then, until they confirm Judge is out for the year. Well then on to, to Judge, another storyline that we have is that He's dealing with an injury that is shrouded in Yankee uh, mystery and vagueness. So stop me if you've heard that one before. Every injury that's ever occurred to any Yankee in the last 10 years, pretty much. I'm not sure we've ever still have found out what Ellsbury was dealing with. <laughs> I don't know if we ever will. No. But I, they, they, they characterized Luke Voigt's injury during the COVID year for an entire year as he's dealing with foot stuff. And, like, every single person knew it was... Uh, 
plantar fasciitis. Every person knew it was plantar fasciitis. It was the media knew. The team just refused to label it, and they just kept calling it foot stuff. Off-season hits, plantar fasciitis. It's just like, who are, who's benefiting here? Just just tell people. And now with Judge, it's he's got he's got torn ligaments in his toe. Toe injuries, they sound stupid because toes are stupid, but especially being your right big toe as a a right-handed hitter. It's you're putting so much of your weight when you turn on that back toe that it's like really a major hindrance to someone's swing. We saw what happened to DJ LeMayu last year when he had his toe injury. He went from, I think, like a 280 hitter to like a 130 hitter. He just couldn't do anything. So, can you just take like what's that stuff that football players just inject into themselves at halftime to make the pain? Not cortisone, right? I don't think cortisone. It, sound, it sounded kind of right. A lot of them take... It's cortisones a lot of the time, but I think for football there might be something a little stronger in there. I'm sure there's some of that, but I guess the concern is that he's six foot seven and plays the outfield, and if it, you aggravate it and make it worse, then you need surgery, and then it could be a much longer-term recovery. You don't really want to mess with it too much. It's so important to his swing. There's so much torque that goes on that back foot and that back toe, like predominantly your big toe, that it could really be a lasting injury. I don't know why they have to be so weird about it. If it is it turf toe? Is it not? And also, the Dodgers, like, piss off, dude. Fix. You got concrete on your wall? Huh. What year are we in? It's You got concrete on your outfield wall? This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. Am I wrong? He no, kicks your crazy, he yeah. kicks the wall and breaks his toe. This you're a, it's a major league baseball team. He's not on rehab assignment. I just like it should be suing the Dodgers. Quite frankly, it's malpractice having that in their outfield. <laughs> I can't. It makes no sense. Do they still have it? No. Now they don't. That was obviously like an accident. Like it was stupid. They had that there. It's negligence, though. It's how do you how do you have that there? There's. Ha- was it against an MLB rule? It's not a matter of being against any rules. It's common sense that you don't... Why would you have a concrete block where players are running? Why would you have that? No oh, other stadium has it. Why would you have it? It doesn't make any sense. It's like having a having a storm drain out there. Why would you have a storm drain out there? Players are running there. It's... it's a, a, it's pretty much the, the closest thing I can think of to it. Wh- what else is there? You put a wet floor sign in the outfield, the player runs into it. Negligence. You're an idiot. It's just common sense. They shouldn't have had it. And now they ruined the whole year. The team probably wouldn't have done anything anyway. They can't hit for shit, but they could have done better. It started off way better. It felt better, too. It's just sad watching them play now. It's just sad. Uh, so next up, we have the AL Central, which statistically could be the worst division ever. The Guardians and the Twins are essentially tied at 500 now. No team has ever reached the playoffs with a losing record in a full season. Currently, the worst record is 82-80, and 80, which belongs to the 2005 San Diego Dads. I don't know if you have anything on this. or No one cares about the Guardians or Twins. I've been Guardians and Twins fans. The middlest, most middling team that there's ever been. Both of them. It's just, they got nothing. Jose Ramirez. That's all either team has. And Correa, which I can't believe he's still there. 
banished for his cheating. That's what happened to you. You got banished to the Twins. Next up, we have the Oakland Athletics, who currently have a record of 25-70 and and over 162 games. That puts them on pace for 58 wins. Currently, the worst team ever is the 1962 Mets, who finished with a 40-120 and record, which seems pretty unfathomable. So, in all likelihood, the A's are not going to reach that plateau. However, the modern record for negative run differential is minus 349. That belongs to the, two, the 1932 Boston Red Sox. And currently, the A's are at minus 248, which puts them on pace for minus 437, which would shatter the worst run differential of all time record. They're a dumpster fire. They're... It's they have no hope. They don't even have prospects. Ed, how can you be this bad and not have prospects? They have two prospects in the top 100 prospects list, according to MLB. Both of them are now in the big leagues. That means they have zero. So they got two. They got a pitcher and one hitter. That's all they got. There's DFA Tyler Wade, Yankee legend. Yeah, is a Yankee legend. Should bring him back. He'd be better than the rest of our team. Do you want to move on to awards? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. I'm all angry this episode. People with their... I just can't believe that heathen took my both spots like that. Crazy move. It's disgusting. It's so gross. The scum that live on this earth, dude. It's... <laughs> Unimaginable. Just hor- Just horrific, honestly. Do you want... I'll go first, because I just... I'm all... Just let me go. My first award is the Dallas Cowboys of Soccer Award. Dallas? Okay, is this a Real Madrid thing? No, it is not. This is uh, America's new team, AC Milan. Mm-hmm. Nice. America's new team, AC Milan. <laughs> Chris, we already talked about it, but Chris Bolsick, Eunice Musa, even Balogun. I know he's rumored to go to Inter, but the rumor still exists that he could go to AC Milan. That'd be really cool. America's team. I hate the Dallas Cowboys, by the way, but they're known as America's team, even though, like, every person I know hates them except my buddy Malcolm. And they haven't won since the 90s. Yeah. And Malcolm they did. They do get the highest TV ratings, though. Yeah, I know. But confirmed, Malcolm did listen to one of our episodes. So Shout out, Malcolm. Welcome on anytime. Yeah. We like you, or I like you, but I don't like the Cowboys, as you know. I don't dislike you. I've never met you. You would like him okay (laughs) my first award is the daryl morey award and i have a paragraph written for this explanation so you can tell me if you want at any point how much of that you want but you feel free to guess first all right well i just like is it an nba award no okay that's a good that's a good tidbit i assume it's not going to someone who pissed off china it's not. Okay. <laughs> That's fair. Daryl Morey, notorious pisser-offer of China. <laughs> kind of just spun me a little bit. Um, all right, give me, like, some... Don't give me all of it. Give me something to work I'll with. I'll give though. you the first sentence. A GM that was given virtually unchecked control of the roster and built it in his vision with a super analytics-heavy approach. Cashman? Yes. Nice. You want to, I want to finish the explanation? I got a lot. I, I drew a lot of connections here. Who then ran the team into the ground? Inherited a team with some ex- expensive veteran pieces, cleared them out, 
and eventually brought in his own generational guy, eventually found that the analytics approach wasn't getting them to the finish line because they kept running into teams that were simply deeper than they were, eventually became the longest tenured GM in the sport before being shepherded out of his position. The fan base thanked him for all he did, but generally was left feeling thrilled to go in a new direction after running into the same wall for years. So this is more about Daryl Morey in Houston than in Philadelphia? Yes. Okay. That that parallel makes more sense to me. I was not making sense of it with him with the Sixers, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Perfect comparison, except we still have Cashman. Yeah, I'll, uh, the last sentence I was just kind of fan fictioning. We have two guys. We have two legitimate guys that are all MLB caliber players. That's it. Top five at their positions. Top five in the league. Cole and Judge. And I like Rodon, too. I forgot about him. And then I believe in Volpe. And I think Glaber is a... If he just stops being such a bonehead, is a good piece. That's it. I We got no one else. And I love Oswaldo Cabrera, but I don't know if... I don't know if he's actually any good, but I just like him. <laughs> and the bullpen. That's it, though. That's not enough. And, I, you know, I love Big G, but it's just like... Come on. This I, this hot and cold thing, It's, it's I'm tired of it. You can't, you can't just... You can't... Just to have your cold stretches be your okay. Not the worst player in baseball. It's I've never seen anything like this. Is there anything like this where a player, when he's cold, is the worst player in baseball? In their sport, and then when they're good, they're this good? I don't... Wentz? Wentz is not bad, but Wentz... Wentz's peak was shorter. Wentz's peak was shorter, and he's had less flashes of that goodness, but Wentz isn't bad. I could... I could get behind that. Like a rich man's Wentz? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's not bad. On the spot? That was good out of you. Thank you. Yeah, (laughs) all right. Off the Yankees. I've had... I just... I can't... Please tell me your second award is not the Yankees. Well, it's not, but it's your second award. Yeah, I know. I just, I, I just had so much of them. My second award is the eye test award. So this is going to somebody that it's either somebody that just you've seen and it's like that guy's got it, or somebody that the stats say they don't got it, but the streets know they got it. Maybe I should rephrase it as you shouldn't have ignored the eye test award, but they did award okay is this going to scoot no but why why do you think it's going to scoot uh because the eye test says this dude's gonna be awesome and yeah but you wouldn't have taken him over Wemby anyway no i would have taken him over brandon miller though that's fair but no it's not going to scoot do you want me to tell you what's going to or do you want to have another guess um it's someone that a lot of teams ignored the eye test because of other things is it cam whitmore it's cam whitmore nice let's go summer league mvp I, it's just an injury thing, though, right? It's an injury thing, and I don't know. I haven't heard. I haven't heard anything about that since you mentioned it. I, I I didn't look into it further, but I heard it on podcasts. Some teams had concerns about his knees, and others said his workouts and interviews were underwhelming. One source described him as comatose during the pre-draft evaluations. I don't know what that means, but the guy was like pretty obviously good. Yeah, top five talent if he could stay healthy. How often is it that a player that's not on the Trailblazers really can't stay healthy when they're drafted with injury concerns? That's a key caveat because they've had two really good ones. Well, I mean, Zion's the first one that comes to Zion's mind. Zion's fat. That's different. 
Yeah, but I mean injury concerns. Yeah, I guess, but his injury concerns okay. are because he's fat. Okay, what about? That's fair. Fine, I'll give you Zion, but that's different because he's. I li- I heard him say Lonzo? on a podcast that he had trouble not eating. Lonzo. But he didn't have injury concerns in the oh, draft. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Rue. Nerlens. But he's been able to stay healthy minus his rookie year. Nerlens. No, he did fall in the draft, though. Yeah, but he okay. fell in the draft because of his injuries, yeah. and he's been able to stay healthy. Nerlens, Harry Giles. <laughs> yeah. But go, he was, like, a yeah, late first round. Yeah. The, I guess the one I was thinking of was, like, Embiid and Michael Porter Jr. And these guys who have these injuries. and But you're with an NBA medical staff with all of the science and technology in the world. Like, if, unless this guy has Brandon Roy knees... They'll figure it out? Yeah, you can figure it out, I think. They got so much... They Go get, go to Germany and get the Kobe knee injections. The LeBron... Whatever LeBron's got going on. Yeah, or I, had going on. They, there's no way what Le, whatever LeBron did is passive league regulations. <laughs> there's no chance, dude. That guy's got, like, animal blood in him or something. They've, they're <laughs> pumping him full of testosterone. There's no chance, dude. There's no way. He was falling... He was not doing well. He goes overseas and comes back as a new man. Not that LeBron's a cheater, they all, but well, you know what I mean. Yeah. This guy was, like, obviously going to be good. He was projected to be a top-five pick. And then he goes... What, 20, 21? 20, I think. Yeah, 20. Wins Summer League MVP averages 20 a game. Passes the eye test then. Passed the eye test in college. Rockets got a steal. And honestly, Amen Thompson looked really good, too, in his limited minutes. Jabari Smith Jr., too. You're high on him, but he did look awesome. But I'm saying you were high on him before Summer League. Yeah. I think he's good. That size and that shooting is just... That's why I liked Michael Porter Jr. so much. And it's why I so badly didn't want Kevin Knox. Even though he had size and could shoot. You and just, a great summer Speaking league. of eye test, yeah, but eye test in college, Kevin Knox gave no indication that he could play. And he wore a Fortnite jacket to the draft. Did he? I don't remember that. Yes. He opened his jacket and it said Fortnite on the inside. <sighs> That's bad. It is bad. And I love the game at probably just as much as he did, but I wouldn't wear it to draft night. No, definitely not. God, because that's... I gotta show you this fucking jacket. That's what he's... Now, that's all I will ever think of him as. Look at this that's so dumb. It's just if if you're on if you're listening, look it up because God, it is just so awful, and they pass on so many guys in that draft. It's it will haunt me forever, truly forever. My second award is the Molotov Cocktail into the Timeline Award. This is the second time in the last two days that I've discussed Molotov cocktails. What was the first? Me and uh, and John be watching a show, and someone threw a, a Molotov in there, and she was like, "What was that? I wasn't paying attention." And I was like, "It's a Molotov cocktail." Then I realized, why would she know what that is? She's never played Grand Theft Auto, so then I had to explain it. <laughs> the Molotov cocktail into the timeline award, and what sport? Basketball. So this move, or lack thereof, was a Molotov cocktail into the timeline. Is this a present day move or a past day move? Quite as present day as it gets. This happened today. Or late last night. The campaign trade? No, it's not the <laughs> campaign trade. So you're right. Say. It's going to so, someone that changed the timeline of franchises with a single tweet, Instagram post, interview, etc. Oh, it's Embiid. It is. Joel Embiid in an interview yesterday. I just want to win a championship. 
whatever it takes. I don't know where that's going to be, whether it's in Philly or anywhere else. That's the first public display that he's even considering life not as a Sixer. And I would be freaking out if I was a Philly fan. Because this is, like, very obviously where things start to go haywire. If you'll remember in episode 11 of our podcast, I pre- I literally said, I predict that Joel Embiid will be the next superstar to want out, and he will go to the Knicks. It's just happening way faster than I think both of us thought. I, no, because it's once, I, once Harden wanted out, there's no way Philly could feel the championship team around him. It's just, there's, because no one is trading a star player for Harden. It's not going to happen. And he sees that. The writing's on the wall. Like we said, Tyrese Maxey's a nice player. There's no possible way that Tyrese Maxey and Embiid are good enough with Tobias Harris to lead you to a championship. And P.J. Tucker and, and Patrick Beverly, who just need, like, says the most ridiculous things sometimes. He, it's got to it's gotta just be for attention, right? There's no way he believes the things he says. Pat Bev? Yeah. No, definitely not. Right? He can't. He can't believe them. I don't know, man. I I see them and I'm just like, what? what you, him and Cat and Cat too. Cat's ridiculous, man. It's like, what did he say? He changed the league. Changed the game. How? What change? What did you change? That we saw for certain that two centers shouldn't be in the same lineup. <laughs> we knew that for a long time now. <laughs> hasn't been hasn't been a thing. We knew that since AD and Boogie. Yeah. And that was, and that was, they were way better than you two. Yeah. So you want to go on to the new segment, last take, worst take? Oh yeah, I do. Um, I can go first. Did you do the? You did awards first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my, uh, this isn't exactly the one I had imagined opening with, but uh, it's not exactly a take. It's more just like a, come on, like how could you be so tone deaf, kind of thing, and I'm actually going with. Inter Miami using Greg Berhalter to welcome Messi to America. I agree. I also I I really didn't like the on Messi's introduction referring to him as America's ten. Yeah, me neither. He's not. No, he's not American. Obviously. He, I mean, if you're you're counting all of the Americas, North and South and Central, oh, maybe. then sure, he's the best of all of the tens, but. If we're using Americans in the sense that every person uses it, he's not. <laughs> so, what, such a weird thing to say. I was like, I saw it. I was very uncomfortable with it. I, he's yeah. not. A, he's not. Not my. He's not even my ten. For me, like it's just you got this coach that everybody hates. Was thrilled that he got let go. Was devastated that he was brought back. <laughs> and maybe the biggest. Definitely the biggest unveiling in MLS history. Maybe the biggest moment in MLS history. And you have Greg Burhalter on the screen with a handwritten, maybe not written, but hand-delivered via not-hand-delivery yep. message to Messi. <laughs> it's just like, what are you doing, guys? Like, have, like, Bad Bunny do it, or, like, LeBron, or, like, D-Wade. Sausage just like... What? You think Messi gives a shit about Greg Berhalter? Do you think he knows who he is? I doubt he does. Unless he met him, like, that day. He might. Maybe. Did we ever have a friendly against Argentina? 
Maybe he watched the World Cup, the other games. So maybe he's like, yeah, that's he knows that guy, the U.S. coach. Yeah. But if you say, but hey, is, we got Greg Bearhalter to deliver a message. I guarantee nah, he will doesn't not mean know a who thing. That is. Doesn't mean a thing to him. Was, you're right, LeBron. I mean, I probably D Wade would have been a good one. If you're just doing the Miami for Miami, thing, yeah, but... for Miami, even like, I mean, Jazz Chisholm at least is like the face of the Marlins. Like, there's like. Greg Walter, yeah, it's just sort of Tyreek Hill, like there's one ten to another. You go, that would have been cool. There you go, but Burhalter is Jesus. Yeah, exactly. This is your okay. This is so it's not a uh, so much a take. It's more of a just a what are we doing here? Kind of. Okay. Uh, you got any more on that? No, that's pretty much it. All right. So my last take, worst take. I was listening to the fan. WFN for all you non-New York listeners. It's New York Sports Radio. The callers on that call-in are just brain dead a lot of the time. <laughs> you hear some people and they don't let the rational ones on. They don't because it's not good for radio, whatever. But these idiots. This guy calls in and he says, "Otani doesn't want to win. All he cares about is showcasing his talent because he signed with the Angels out of Japan." It's just like are you are you is he are you brain dead for thinking that or or how dumb are you I, that he doesn't because he signed with the Angels who have one of the best players of all time and who literally geographically it makes more sense all of the guys out of Japan want to be on the West Coast and they were able to pay him and bring him in and I'm sure they and a lot of teams were questioning whether they'd let him play both ways at that time and they said they would and they take cater their whole team around him and they were willing to do that all those factors don't mean anything it's just all the guy wants to do is showcase his talent and show how good he is it's the dumbest thing there's the literally i was listening and i said that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard i said it out loud (laughs) to myself i've heard a lot of dumb things i've said a lot of dumb things that is i think the dumbest thing i've i've ever heard otani only cares about showcasing his talent it doesn't even make sense based on what? That he hasn't demanded a trade when his contract's about to be up and he's going to be the highest paid player in baseball? I, I am, I was astounded by, I was, I, it was thrilled that I heard it because it's a fantastic last take, worst take, <laughs> but my God. Super dumb, okay, I agree. Thank I mean, God. Like there was a similar argument that people had for Messi and maybe it rang a little truer there, but... Just to say that somebody doesn't want to win because they're comfortable in their current situation is crazy. I mean, people said it about Dame, too. Like, this guy doesn't want to win. He won't leave Portland. Like, especially with Dame, I think even more so than Otani. I can speak mostly for Dame. He wanted to win there. there. It wasn't that he didn't want to win. He wanted them to build a team there so he could bring a championship to that city and to those fans. Otani is, if he goes and signs with, I don't even know who's the, the with the, the A's Dodgers. or the Las Vegas A's who have nothing, then maybe I'll believe it. That he doesn't want to win? Yeah. Just assuming that, because there's, there's no pathway to winning for them. Then I'll believe it. If they give him $700 million and he never has any chance of winning, fine. Then you can make that claim. You can't make it before he leaves his first contract. <laughs> when there's been never any indication of anything of the sort, he has always gone out there and played and done everything he can. It's not his fault. That it is the farthest thing from his fault that they're not winning. So, 
I just thought that was so dumb. All right, that's all I got on that. Cool. Well, I think that was a good episode. Um, I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 13 of the Breaks Down podcast. Again, we are part of the 528 Collectibles media family. Uh, we'll be back next to Monday, recording next Monday. Episodes published every Thursday. Uh, like, subscribe, rate us five stars. Um, we're on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Instagram, TikTok. Am I forgetting anything? I think uh, we're on all every single streaming platform. Even the ones you don't know about, we're on them. So yeah. just, uh, yeah, go leave us some reviews. Sweet. See you next week. Thank you.